Hello and welcome to the Finance, Business, and Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Adina Applebaum. I'm an accredited financial counselor, financial and business coach, and public interest immigration attorney. This show is all about the relationship between empowering ourselves through finances, building businesses that create social change, make an impact, and also help us and our families build wealth in the process, as well as how ultimately these things can assist in your journey of finding your purpose. So many of us have been told that it's either or, that we either have to um, focus on making a lot of money or on helping others and doing good. And this show is all about how it doesn't have to be either or. It can be both and, and in fact, often When you are following your purpose and empowering yourself with your finances and creating a business, it really allows you to do all of these things and thrive financially, as well as make change, help others, and create an impact. So in this show, we're going to be sharing lots of practical steps with you on how you can be strengthening your finances, building wealth, starting businesses, and also starting or continuing on that journey of finding your true purpose. We'll also be sharing lots of stories from our incredible guests who are purpose-driven entrepreneurs, who are experts in these spaces and creating social change um, and inspiring all of us. So thank you for the time to listen to the show. Um, I love, love, love hearing from our audience. So if any episodes in particular resonate with you, or if you're wanting to hear more about a topic, please do reach out to me. The best way is on Instagram at Adina Applebaum. It's linked uh, below in most of the show notes. And I can't wait to connect. Thanks again for taking the time to listen. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Finance, Business, and Purpose podcast. I'm here with our guest, Sophia Scott. Welcome, Sophia. Thank you for being here today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) So this is um, one of many appearances you've made in our online community to help share your expertise. And I know we're going to talk all about it, but to give the listeners some background Sophia, you are a really important role in helping us actually start immigrant finance. And you've spoken to our students before about your own like financial experiences and being part of an immigrant family. And uh, tonight you're going to be talking about like system stuff, which I'm super excited about with business. So why don't we just jump in with, do you want to like introduce yourself and tell folks a little bit about who you are? Sure. Um, so I am, I'm Sophia. I, a little bit of like personal background. I'm originally from Argentina. Um, and I moved to the U S when I was five to New York. Um, and yeah, basically grew up in, in New York most of my life, went to DC for college to study international affairs. Um, and after graduation, I actually ended up jumping into international development or the aid sector. Um, I covered a bunch of different roles uh, within that sector from like business development, to project management, to like business analysis. 
Um, and uh, it was fantastic. I got to travel the world, <laughs> saw some really cool places, um, managed some like really large process, uh, projects for the US government. And uh, most recently I was in Ecuador. And then last year I switched into the private sector um, and I'm managing programs um, for like lar different larger clients like Microsoft um, and yeah, it's been an exciting ride. And then on the on the side, I um, am hoping to start developing like software that helps with systems and operations um, for the aid sector. So amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more. Your experiences are so fascinating and um, really cool systems has been a, like a common thread through all of that. So what first got you interested in systems getting into the international development space? Yeah. So um, I think when I, now that I've like thought about it and reflected, <laughs> um, I realized that like my whole life, I kind of liked the way that like systems started was just like, I generally like organization. Um, and for me, like systems is a way to organize the clutter. So I get to like of the, let's say the manual stuff and the repetitive stuff that I have to do so that I get to focus on the things that I like. So it's kind of like a shortcut. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I totally. realized like, that's the, I get to focus on more creative things that I really like. Um, and so within the international development track, um, if you're doing like government contracting, there is like two avenues, I guess. So you can go down business development, um, which is like preparing proposals or project management. And um, I started down project management. And again, I kept finding ways to like organize my projects in ways that would like, since there were such, they were pretty large teams and they were international teams. Um, and like we were working with limited resources. I use systems on like, how can we make these processes more efficient with the limited resources that we have and our staff isn't burnt out. We like reduce our costs um, and we can focus on like the really cool part of development, which is like helping beneficiaries. Yeah. So it's Amazing. like, it was like a perfect transition, I think. That's so cool. And it led you um, to like, well, I know you've been along the way helping people like start businesses, including ours. So should we talk about that story? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we definitely can. <laughs> yeah, and then now you're in private sector and yeah, it's super cool how you've just done this full circle. Um, So I, I'm trying to remember what year it was when we connected. I think it was like 2000. I think I we know. connected right at the end of 2019 and like at the start of 2020, right before the okay. pandemic. Right before the pandemic. Yes, that makes sense. And at the time, um, we had our blog and like our website with immigrant finance and we were doing a bunch of stuff, but um, there was like this clear need for actually working with individuals, like providing a service through the, with online courses on finances and all that. And I was feeling really stuck at the time with getting that off the ground. I, it's really vague because I was so vague in my mind because I was so stuck and mm -hmm. lost, which is really normal when you're starting a business. Like, I just feel like the cloud comes over and like all the insecurities and fears just kind of take over logic, right? If anyone's 
thinking of starting a business and feeling that it's normal. Um, and here's Sophia came into my life <laughs> and you just, I remember exactly we were sitting outside. The coffee DC. shop. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting outside at a table DC and you just sat me down and you're just like, this is what you need to do. Like, and you just project managed me. And it was like, a, you lit a spark and, and it was amazing. We had like regular check-ins where you would kind of like help me implement, move forward on the goals, but it was incredible. And that's literally how we got started with all that because of you, of you lighting the spark. <laughs> the I, I love that. I realized I was actually just talking with a friend about how I, and I, I like that you were talking about how it's like super common for people to just be like in a cloud or like unclear mm-hmm. what to do. Um, and what we were talking about is that I feel like people fall into two buckets, not like personality wise or like, as in like you're either, or it's depending on the work that they're doing, mm-hmm. they either like, like, for example, I'll either project manage someone and it's just the project management or like you're the talent, like you do the work and someone has to project manage you, but it's yeah very, very difficult to be able to do both at the same time. That's why it's totally. nice to have like an external person. It's, and it's not like, I feel like sometimes when people think like operations or project management, they're like thinking like crazy, like intense processes. Some mm-hmm. it's like most of the time, like once you know what you're doing, like it's pretty intuitive, but you like can't use both sides of your brain at the same totally. time. So it's nice to have someone like guiding you on that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely been my experience over the years, like working with different business coaches to support and then also serving as a business coach to help others, um, which was like really, I got to be a little bit on the other side with you too. So <laughs> you want to talk about that? And like, yeah. <laughs> Well, just, you know, illuminate digital. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for the business piece on my end, I feel yeah. like, again, the main reason why I like organization is because like my mind is running like a mile, a mile a minute. And I was like, how yeah. do I f- focus on my strengths or just like pick a, like pick one of my ideas. And I just like, remember you being like just you have so many like <laughs> go you have so many but like go with the one that comes most naturally and like like try to like find the intersection of something that like comes naturally to you the one that you can mm-hmm. like structure and like guide people on um and then mostly just pick one and it doesn't matter which <laughs> one just like start just and start yeah it's really like sometimes you just overthink yourself into a corner and and really you just need to take action. So absolutely. We're working yes. on that still. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Like we all, I think we all struggle with that. And like you said, need systems and like external support to have that put it into action. Um, so how do systems play a role? That's the big question for this for this talk, like what is the role of systems when you're in that murky, vague, insecure place where you know there's something you want to start and you know you have value to add, but you're just like, I don't know what to do. So in that situation, like um, it's actually pretty neat because I feel like in my role um, in development, I got to work with a lot of small businesses abroad. 
and then more like Mm -hmm. have been doing like my own consulting. I've gotten to work with like small businesses in the US. And then in my role now, I'm getting to work with like large businesses. And it's really funny because you think, oh, they must need completely different things. And when you get into the details, yes, maybe. But it all kind of comes down to the basics of there's a lot one there's a lot going on and I just think that there's one systems kind of just help you focus on the important things that's what I generally like to start with because it's like the repetitive tasks, the mundane tasks, like that suck up so much time. Like mm-hmm. you're already, if you're, especially if you're starting a business and oftentimes if you're a solopreneur, but this also applies if you have a team of people, because like you have to think about what all of them are doing, but especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, like there's so much for you to do, try to automate and streamline the boring stuff that like gets you down. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and um yeah, it's just like a th- it's an energy suck. Um yes. and you want to focus on the things that actually excite you about your business. And most of the times, like you don't do operations for the sake of doing operations, it's a mm-hmm. means to something. Um and also mm-hmm. especially when you're starting out, like you have to find a balance. Like you won't be able to rely on motivation all the time. Sometimes like you wake up and you're like, I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> and if you have an easy system, then it like cuts out all of the like meh work that you don't want to do. Totally. So I think that's like step one in like yeah. why systems are great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And I feel um, really lucky to have learned about that early in our business and like started automating a lot of a lot of those administrative things. And it's just been incredibly helpful. Like I cannot imagine where I would be now if I hadn't done that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I've seen a lot of people and I've seen businesses that have been like open for a while operating on crazy operations and from like again small teams to larger teams Mm -hmm. you can like feel the friction and now I think like we're really there's a lot of like if you're in the network of like work productivity and whatnot um there's a lot of focus on culture and like team collaboration and whatnot Mm -hmm. and oftentimes what I find is that like oftentimes when like companies are in a rut and they can't produce like everyone's just so frustrated with the operations and it like it's just like it it, like starts meetings off on the wrong foot Mm -hmm. it like just exhausts your employees um to the point where like a lot of you need to do like innovation with your like with your business and you have to think of new things and like you have to do better customer service and like all this stuff that like your employees are not on or your staff and your team aren't on like a hundred percent like creativity and innovation because they're like exact like exhausted halfway through so yeah I've, I've definitely noticed that in a lot of like team culture like you can you can feel it that's so interesting and like yeah I mean, it's just making me think how there's so many um, issues, challenges 
it, the workplace in our society today, like mm-hmm. including issues around equity and inclusion, right? And mm-hmm. all of that. And like, from what I've seen, sometimes when you really drill down, like sometimes the most pressing thing that's like that's leading to those issues is kind of operations issues like what you're talking about or like something like HR related like like salary and benefits or something you know like yeah there's a lot of um and this isn't to say like that like fixing operations will solve all your like problems with inclusion obviously of course not yeah but it is huge because there's a lot one thing that I've learned is that there's a lot of um a lot to business that's like human interaction so like relationships exactly. that you're building with someone mm-hmm. with someone and oftentimes like I don't know how like if you have this experience but I feel like oftentimes in order for me to get certain things done at work or in like in different mm-hmm. projects like I've had to be like have a good connection with like whatever team I was working with And, you know, like sometimes biases like build into those like team interactions. And if you were to have set processes and operations, you wouldn't have to, I mean, it's important obviously to build strong connections and relationships with people on your team. Yes, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be in order to get things done. It's to build a better dynamic within the team and like be creative and like think of new innovations and like think of cool like solutions to problems. But if you have like set operations and they're easy, like that can be taken care of and you can focus on like fostering that team dynamic and that relationship. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely is a huge problem to help people um, know more what we're talking about who are like what they, I have a feeling there might be people who are like, what are they talking about with systems right now? Let's give some examples to break it down for like folks who maybe are starting a new business, like the types of systems that would apply for like a solopreneur the first year or two? What comes to mind for you? Oof, I can think of so many. <laughs> I know. Okay, since we were just talking about teams, the big one that jumps out at me is it's crazy how fe- how few businesses have like solid onboarding processes for mm. employees. And mm. like oftentimes it's you, you're kind of just like reacting to a, like a gap and you're just hiring really quickly and you're not thinking about the onboarding process. And that was super yeah. interested in making sure that your employee is engaged from the beginning and is ready to jump into the work. Um, and like, it's crazy how much time, effort and money is lost in training up an employee when you don't have a good structure. 100%. So that one's a yeah. big one. Another process that's super important that I'm like learning a lot in IT, for example, now that I'm like mm-hmm. on an IT project is ticketing processes. So mm. um, I don't know if you're working in, in software, like that might be a, that might be an important process. Now I'm thinking like smaller businesses. Um, what's a good Yeah, one? like someone who doesn't even have a team or like a tech product. So it's just like, maybe they're doing... Like a brand strategist or something. Yeah. Or a logo designer. Yeah, exactly. Actually, anything where you're like selling your services of your products, a really good one is like a client intake process. So for example, 
Um, once you've kind of like started having conversations or whether you're doing like cold calling or it's a reference or whatever, once like mm-hmm. they've communicated through those channels, like designing a process to guide them through like a funnel into your work. And then mm-hmm. once you sign the contract, getting that like client project started and building that relationship, that's a whole process and I'm pretty yes. like a lengthy one. Um, yeah. and limiting the, like, especially if you are getting started and you're getting a new client, you want to reduce the amount of friction that you haven't actually like bringing them on. You want to make sure yeah. that it's easy for them to work with you. Right. Um, and having a set system that you like do every single time, like reduces that friction. It makes the client feel super valued and it makes you look Mm -hmm. very professional. Like, you know what you're doing because like the, the client is like, I need help with, let's say a logo. And I, I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do. And you're like, basically what you're telling your client is don't worry, I got it. These are all the steps that we have to do to get you there. And so that's kind of like, um, a white glove treatment for your, for your <laughs> that's a good example yeah I totally <laughs> agree and like I think that that took some time for us to get set up and like now that it is it's it's been really great because like you said then you get to focus on the actual work that you want to mm-hmm. be doing and like serving and helping people right when you get yeah. all this administrative stuff out of the way and like you don't have to spend brain space thinking about all those little steps every time. Absolutely. And another, actually, that's another good example is scoping a project and figuring out what the client needs. That's a little mini process in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Like whether you're like, okay, I do uh, first like um, a consultation and then I do a workshop, like doing like brainstorming. And then I like use this template to lay it out for them. It's just things that keep like facilitating the process for you. Why do you think that um, so many business owners, especially new ones, do not think about systems or like don't realize how important they are? That's a good question. I have so many questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, I love that. Um, I, I, I think that honestly, it's not that people like don't necessarily think about it. It's just that there's so much to do, especially for a new business. It's like drinking out of a fire hose and it's really hard in that moment to say, hold on. If I were to stop, slow down and set up a system for myself, like it's going to be painful in the moment because yes. I'm, I'm like doubling my work in this time frame, basically, because I'm doing my regular job and like building out this process, but it's an investment in the future. And it's mm-hmm. really hard for any startup to just tell them like, hold on, let's take a second to design your um, operations. So that's actually mm-hmm. why it's so helpful to like, have someone there that will say, okay, like I'm going to shadow you. I'm just going to even like watch what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as an operations and project management expert, I can say, okay, these are like, we're mapping out like your pain points and mm-hmm. this is where I think you can improve and just like writing it down. Like another thing I've noticed is a lot of smaller businesses now use 
virtual assistants Mm -hmm. and onboarding a virtual assistant requires you to explain to them what you want them to do specifically. And like, think about how much time you can, um, save if you were to have like all those things written down and you were just to like hand it over to your virtual assistant oh yeah but who has time been to there. put that operations <laughs> together yeah so that's why yeah. that's what I think I think people do think about it it's just like there's no time to stop and do it that's exactly right the the first time um I really had to like dive in and, and create build out some systems I remember my business coach just being like this is gonna fucking suck for like yeah. the next three months. It's gonna <laughs> suck. Like, you know, it, it's not fun building systems. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for it someone is. like you, it is. <laughs> it is. Oh, yes. Fair. <laughs> but I try to make it fun. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. So the other day with my colleagues, I was trying to explain like the logistics of facilitating a workshop. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the ability to facilitate a workshop helps you with like designing processes, but it helps you with, and it's such a good tool to have. And I was like, explaining the logistics of facilitating a workshop is so boring. Like nobody's <laughs> going to want to do it. So I was like, all right, what can we do to like have a little twist to it? And I was like, all right, I'm going to facilitate a workshop about I had recently gone to um, Harry Potter World in Florida. So I was like, (laughs) let's design a new ride for Harry Potter World. And so I like taught them how to, or I'm sure a lot of them already knew, but it was more of like a refresher, um, how to use different tools and workshop facilitation by guiding them through Oh, oh cool. About that's really smart. Yeah, that's a way to make it more fun. Yeah. Yeah. I can't unfortunately can't do that with like all the projects because we actually have to focus <laughs> on the process. But yeah. I try to bring a little bit of humor and lightheartedness to like the boring work, I guess. For yeah. other people, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, what that makes me want to ask, like, what drives you to be helping businesses with systems like what what excites you about that oh (laughs) I don't oh my gosh I love working with like small to medium-sized businesses because it's just the like it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of teamwork and trust and to be honest Mm -hmm. like it really doesn't work if you if you don't trust the person because if not Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like arguing about like why something is necessary and yeah if it's not worth it like if you don't if you don't have the trust in the process then it's just not gonna work but seeing the absolute difference in a like whether in a business whether it's like one person or a team of people just like okay I'm gonna explain it like this um, if you're the type of person that likes to untangle knots and necklaces, I feel like <laughs> operations is for you <laughs> because the satisfaction that you get from like untangling a problem and like straightening it out and just watching this business or team like fly after you like work out this process is just such an amazing <laughs> feeling. It's a rush and, <laughs> and I get, it's like the same for me. So um, I think Super that's cool. why I, I like <laughs> helping businesses. And also yeah. 
like most of the business owners that I like work with are so passionate about like what, why they do it. And mm-hmm. like, I hate to see them being like impeded by something mm-hmm. that for me is like, I can fix it for them. Yeah. And then they get to focus on what makes them super happy. So it's yeah. just, it's such a like, positive environment after everything gets like ironed out and then like (laughs) I had this manager where I was like explaining processes to once and um she's like now that you taught me about how to spot process improvements she's like I see it everywhere she's like I went to Chipotle (laughs) and I was like wow like they're like efficiency is amazing and then I think she went to another restaurant she's like they're like (laughs) like guest experience could improve with some processes. And I was like, yes, making processes, little processes everywhere. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Amazing. And that's an an area that I like, especially really like, I think operations and systems works across every single um, industry. And Mm -hmm. I have so many thoughts uh, with people that are like, ugh processes gross it's like when what is it the tail wags the dog and I'm like no that just means it's a it's a poorly designed process you need to improve it um but I I particularly love um like processes around like the hospitality industry um Mm. I think it's super neat like um just like if you ever go to a restaurant, especially for like the front of house, right? The the design of the guest experience, mm-hmm. um, like actually start checking it out. How you feel when you're in the space, like how you feel like attended. Um, like, do you feel like you've, you're getting your food on time? Like, how's the customer service? How often your like waiter checks on you? You start noticing which ones are intentional and which ones are like a mess and the mm-hmm. intentional ones it's just such a smooth experience it's like listening to a, like a perfect song <laughs> you're just like this just went magically um yeah. and then other times like I feel like the hospitality is the one that you notice the most because you're just mm-hmm. like if it works it's working great and if it doesn't work you're like I don't ever want to come to this restaurant ever again. So it's so true. There's nothing like a restaurant experience where like the service is amazing. The food is amazing. The environment's amazing. Just like everything works together. It's rare. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like once you start getting into the restaurant industry, how many moving pieces there are, there are like Mm -hmm. processes within processes within processes. Um, and like some, they don't necessarily have to be complicated, but everyone just needs to know what they are so they can like just run in like a, a machine. I feel like I'm comparing processes to a lot of different things tonight. It's super cool. I love hearing how passionate you are about it. And I'm really hopeful that like for those folks in our community who are thinking of starting businesses or maybe have a business already, um, that this will draw their attention to this topic of systems okay. and like the ideas that are sparking for folks listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess my my final question for you, and then I want anything else you want to share, please do. Um, is like what? How would you kind of teach people briefly? You know how they can go about thinking about building systems in their new business if they've like not. This is the first time it's on their radar. 
Like what, where should they start? That's, that's a good one. I'm trying to think of how someone can start identifying it on their own. Um, I would take some time to reflect on some pain points that you're experiencing with your business, like with your instinct, with your gut, right? Like what, like is either irritating you about your process or like what makes you just go, ugh, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that today. Yeah. Um, and then see if like kind of like a customer journey map. I don't know if like uh, people have heard of that like tool, but it's basically you just print out the spreadsheet and it's really ha- like easy. You start mapping out like what actual steps you follow to accomplish something you'll either find that you follow the same process each time or you have 18 different ways you can do something and those I would say are the most common ones that you can fix you can either look an existing process that you follow each time and say like are there any things that I can combine Are there Mm. any things that I can make? Like if I'm going to, I don't know, I have to submit a proposal. Should I make a proposal template so I don't have to write one from scratch every time? Or like a budget, I should have something ready to go so I don't have to think through what budget line items I have to include. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also, and I think a lot of people like to start talking about tools, like cool, neat tools, which love talking about tools (laughs) but there's a ton of people's disposal that are like affordable or already come included in the licenses that they have where you can like automate certain things like automate sending emails Mm -hmm. or the other option which is if you're noticing that you're doing something in 18 different ways think through whether you can follow one the same way to get the same result and then once you're there, you can move to step two, which is like, once you have that process, figure out how you can do it faster, mm-hmm. leaner, like combining or not. So super cool. I'm taking notes. That's really helpful. <laughs> I love yeah, how you yeah, explain that. Yeah, I, I love it. I think of it the same way. Yeah, like just start paying attention to what are the things that you're spending a lot of time on that are administrative that might not be the best use of your time and like are taking away from your gift. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, how could those be automated? Yeah. And whether that's like hiring out a virtual assistant or like mm-hmm. using software to help automate, yep. um, it, it, it might all, the solution might also just be a pen and paper. It just might be yeah. that like you have to grab it. It doesn't have to be that complex, but um, yeah. systems are everywhere. <laughs> Totally. It can be anything from something super high tech to, you know, like one of my systems is when little tasks come up throughout the day, I write it down by hand so that I don't miss it. And then I check it off as I get it done throughout the week. Right. Totally. Yeah. Cause otherwise it gets lost. Like it's not worth taking the time to like go write it up in a to-do list. Right. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um, one other thing I want to throw out there to give people another example, like the quintessential, um, initial system I like to talk about and think about for online businesses is like automating, um, 
having a call scheduled, right? So like a lot of online business owners will offer free consultations or they call it different things, clarity call, you know, um, whatever it is. And it's usually to like get to know people in their audience, right? Mm -hmm. And like potentially offer their services. And so if there's a way, like there's so many free softwares you can use to have that get booked automatically with a link right. and then have a calendar invite go out automatically and then have a reminder go out automatically. Um, so that was one of the first things that I was like, oh my gosh, this is saving me so much time. Like what else can I automate? <laughs> Once you start, you like start looking for it everywhere. That's like my favorite part about it. Cause you're just like, I can save so much time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's great. It's, it's really a, a fantastic feeling when you feel like your brain is slowly uncluttering because you're automating mm -hmm. all of it. And then you're just like, ah, oh, I can actually focus on solving this problem that I've been thinking about for some time because I don't have to worry about all this. Yeah. I, I can't encourage people enough to think about this and take Sophia's advice. Um, <laughs> Sophia, if folks are like, I know this is important after hearing this, but I'm not a systems person. I need help. Can they contact you? Like, what's the best way to reach out? They can absolutely contact me. I'm like still in the process of getting everything set up, um, but they, you can definitely send me an email. Um, and I don't know if, you, should I just share? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's um, sophia.gscott. So it's my personal email for now until like I have everything set up and then I'll probably have more information. Um, and okay. it's at gmail.com. Perfect. We'll link that in the show notes and Perfect. add in other things as you have them over time. So if you're listening later, like check out the show notes. Um, but thank you so much. This was such valuable advice that you gave people and on such an important topic that like, is that one that many people can make exciting, but I feel like you've done it. <laughs> I'm passion. glad you agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You're making me be like, what can I, what can I systematize next? You know? <laughs> I actually have a lot to say. It never ends. There's always yeah. more. There's always, always more. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just systematize your life. And you can even apply to your personal life. So we could go on about that for next. Do you want to say a quick word on that? Because I, I totally agree. <laughs> um, okay, sure. Quick snippet on like systematizing your life. And I feel like we can just apply, like we can use the example of personal finance because we are yeah. obviously so passionate about that one. Um, yeah. Like I remember in like one of the classes we were, we were talking about how um, like between, but like the exercise of budgeting and whatnot. And mm -hmm. then you're like, all right, like, how do I move my money around? Um, automating um, your contributions, whether it's to your like saving accounts or yes. to your investment accounts. Um, so like paying yourself first mm -hmm. is such a great way to like, that's like the perfect example of a system yeah. or like a quick personal automation system that saves you so yep. much time because you end up like, not having to like you just end up budgeting what's left after you like started off yeah. or um I don't know another good like system is meal prep I know that that's been like, oh a yeah one um but again saves you so much time if you just invest some some time and money and money oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. and then you can get me started on like food <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> 
we're gonna start talking about a million topics I know Um, but but yeah those are I would say like the two quick one two easy ones but there's so much else that you can automate in your personal life so yeah it's incredible I'm a big fan of systematizing things with finances too and yeah yeah we teach a lot of that in immigrant finance school and and you helped um, develop some of that and teach some of that too so yeah I'll just emphasize what you were saying with the um, automating your savings and investments it's like that's literally how you make your financial goals happen because you cut out the emotions exactly when it just happens no matter what every month on the same day of the month like you it's don't get into this whole thing like, should I do this? Like, should I spend on this instead? Ugh. Like, and also you know. like, think about the amount. I I always tell people this. Like, think about the amount of tasks. Like, we'll just use like when bills still come in snail mail. Like, you just leave them stacking up because like you're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do them. But then you yeah. do them, and it <laughs> takes like five minutes, and then you're done. Yeah. So. Right all the automations just think about like okay it's gonna take some time now but then it's done and then you never have to do it again yes that changed my life I was like oh I only it's either I do it every single month or get this you do it once and then you're done yeah (laughs) yeah time it's true oh such good advice awesome (laughs) thank you so much for sharing all this wisdom Sophia it was great to have you on the show as always and have you you know share all your expertise yeah it was thank (laughs) you for having me here yeah thank you we'll talk soon bye for now everyone bye-bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the Finance, Business, and Purpose podcast. I hope you learned something today. Our goal in this podcast is to be helping you feel more financially empowered, helping you see what could be possible potentially with creating a business or a side hustle or something where you can share your unique gifts and talents with the world, as well as increase income and build wealth. And also to get closer on that journey of discovering your purpose and what you're here really to do. So if you have found something valuable in this episode or another episode, something that would mean so, so much to me that can help us reach and help more people is if you could take one minute to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is go to the show scroll all the way down where it says ratings and reviews, and you'll see a little checkbox that says write a review. It really helps with the algorithm so that we can get the show out there and reach more people to help. So thanks for considering, and we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day.